From Jamit Studios, it's the Made in Africa podcast, a show where African founders and entrepreneurs shared stories behind their businesses and some of the experiences they've gathered along the way. Sit back, relax, and let's get learning. All right. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Made in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Kimishi Samo, and... You know that every week we have an interesting founder share their stories with us. And today, although this had been <laughs> a long time in the works, really, we have in the studio here with me Nadaya Enu. My last name? Yeah. Enegesi. Enegesi. Did yeah. I even pronounce the Nadaya correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. You know, I can't trace that name to any tribe. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yes, that's I good. cannot we trace to, we need to, to any tribe. We actually need to do away with tribes. Yeah, so okay, more, that, that makes sense. More, we need more tribally yes, ambiguous That names. makes sense, but I'm still going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? I'm, I'm from Bielsa State. Oh, really? Yeah, Southern Nigeria. Okay, nice, nice, nice. I mean, I know you. You are the co-founder and CEO of Eden Life, but I'll allow you to introduce yourself to us your way. So, um, Nadaya, please. Oh yeah, um thanks thanks for having me. Okay. Uh Samuel. My name is Nadair. Um my my friends call me Nad okay. actually. Nad. <laughs> and nice. um I also happen to be the co-founder and CEO of Eden Life. Yeah. Um outside of of startup, yeah. I I also have a real life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely we are interested. In fact, I was yeah. going to ask that question as well too. So Maybe yeah. we can just go ahead with that. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. share a little bit of your childhood growing up. What was it like for you? Um, It was fun, man. Mm. It was fun. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very um, simple times. Yeah. Like, I also didn't really appreciate my childhood until I moved to Lagos. Okay. Because, like, Lagos, Lagos is, is, of course, it's Nigeria's biggest city, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, living in Lagos right now, there are no trees Okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of where I live. I, I can't relate though. Can't because relate. yes, I I grew uh, up in Lagos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like where where um wh- where I grew up, th- yeah, there wasn't just like trees for the purpose of beautification, right? But there mm-hmm. were like there were fruits everywhere. Oh, really? yes, yeah. Like wow. I would I would eat like yes. guava from a tree. Okay. I would eat mango from a ah. tree. I would eat cashew so you could from legit eat breakfast, lunch, and, and like, dinner on the road. I'm telling you, like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite yeah. on the road, yeah. but like at least By around yeah. in in, mm-hmm. in in the neighborhood, those things were okay. there. But here, like you have to be um, first of all, you have to have like lots of space around exactly, your house. Yeah. Then you have to be intentional about building mm-hmm. a garden yeah. where you can enjoy yeah. simple pleasures mm-hmm. like that. Wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, we. The thing is, I'm even having a hard time processing what you're saying because <laughs> there's no way I can relate. To what you're saying <laughs> but now that i'm hearing it and i'm hearing how it's easy for one to, because fruit is freaking expensive in lagos yeah apples i used to buy a hundred naira before it's now 200 naira i know they chop apple again <laughs> before i go pago village <laughs> you get so if someone can actually assess fruits readily mm-hmm. i mean i don't fresh pasta that's what i'm sure of. well yeah. it's nice but like what brought you to lagos um work Oh really? Work. That means yeah. you had grown up already. Yeah, yeah. I moved um I moved to Lagos um like a year or two after university. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after I'll just tell you more about my childhood yeah, and yeah. then like how uh, I ended work, up here. Yes, work the way up. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I was in I was in Bayelsa. I I went to church a lot. Okay. As a kid. Yeah. Um were you in the choir though? I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. I was. But I wasn't singing okay. actually. I was I, I was I was playing instruments in there because oh, um nice. I, I I really liked the idea of I just like watching the yeah. the musicians play okay. their thing. I was like, nah, so I'm, which I'm going to learn that thing. So I learned how to play the the, the keyboards. Oh. Um and I was doing that and actually when I was done secondary school that yeah. became my full-time job. Oh. Yeah, so I played music for a year mm. as part of a band. Yeah. We would play church programs, okay. we play funerals, yeah. we play weddings. Funerals. <laughs> Those are the things that we pay yeah. that we pay yeah. money yeah. there. Yeah. Right? I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then um if, after I I did that for about a year and year and a half or so after okay. secondary school and yeah. then I had the opportunity to to move to Canada to okay. go study. Yeah. So then, like, jackpot to Canada yeah. was not really like a popular mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had the opportunity to go there, so I went and uh, I got into a really good computer science okay. program. This was like when two thousand. This was uh, two thousand seven. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this was two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nigeria was still chewed for the states then. Uh, yeah so uh i got to a, a really good computer science program oh, nice. and um i worked for a few companies okay. as a software engineer yeah and then my friend e was starting a company yeah. in, in edtech he was like yo i i, I want to build this platform e, yeah, yeah. Like, i want to build this platform so that um africans can access high quality education without yeah. having to like leave the country mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that sounds dope, right, right? let's right. do it yeah so I um I joined him to do that. We did that for about a year. Yeah. And um after that we realized that hmm, actually people don't really care that much about getting more education. Mm. What people want is is more money. They want better okay. opportunities. Yeah. Um and one thing led to another. We got the idea for starting the next company, which right. was Andela. And our whole thesis then was we have so much brilliance here yeah. in Africa, but yeah. like the opportunities are fewer. Mm-hmm. So can we Find brilliant people, equip them to be software engineers, and connect them to um, employment opportunities yeah. globally. Yeah. And someone had to do the work of like identifying who those people yeah. are, yeah. and then like actually teach them and train them and enable them to be these yeah. world class engineers, yeah. right? And as you're having that conversation, everybody in the room looked at me. And I was like, "Oh well, <laughs> I, I guess now. I guess I'm gonna be yeah. <laughs> doing I this, grew. right?" So um, I, I I hopped on a one way one way flight. From Toronto to Lagos, and mm. that was the first time yeah. that I would actually experience Lagos. Wow! So that's how I ended up. Wow! Here. You came to experience Lagos with so much on your shoulders, <laughs> like so much responsibility. <laughs> yeah, wild. you know we've actually interviewed in, in on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I did not know that you guys were together in Canada. So this is real yeah. news. I, I'm it's kind of like exclusive. <laughs> I, I would say so you came to Lagos mm-hmm. and he was still in Canada no he oh, was already here, here. Okay. yeah he was already here by the time we were building the the previous company Forum yeah he was already here selling it to he was okay. selling it to banks yeah. selling it to other institutions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay and then um, from Andela how did Andela actually shape when you came down here what were the um, groundwork that, were, that was done to actually conceptualize the idea. Hmm. So um, it's a lot of 
community community building okay. really good thing he was already here okay. um he was already spending a lot of time here working out of cc hub yeah at the time so when i got here my mission was very very clear hmm. it was like we're going to put out a call to applications we're going to tell people okay. that we're going to make them world class software engineers yeah and they would apply we would meet them yeah. get to know them interview them invite them for like a two week boot camp which yeah. is which is really like an extended interview mm-hmm. and then we'll select the first few and from that point we needed to prove that within 3 to 4 months they could start working on um software engineering tasks yeah. that people would pay for okay. online mm-hmm. that was it mm-hmm. so um i got here The first place I went to was CC Hub. <laughs> no brainer. CC Hub, CC Hub was my. So I I yeah. really I'm still in awe of the work those guys did because mm. like without without that there really would be would be nothing. There would wow. be no tech ecosystem yeah. here, right? So mm. um <clears throat> I went there first. Got to meet a few people mm-hmm. um and that's really just how we started. Like the the following week we yeah. put out the call for applications mm. about 800 people. So wow. applied Wow. Um and then we ended up selecting six. <laughs> oh my goodness. From eight hundred. Yeah, from about eight hundred. I think it's like seven hundred and something. Oh my But, goodness. Yeah, we ended up selecting uh yes, just six, six of them. And those six they already had prior knowledge or nope. Wow. So what were the grounds in which on which you guys selected them? Um so if 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 you think um mostly the desire okay. and the grit yeah to learn like mm-hmm. it's it is one thing to say yeah i want to learn this yes. thing it's another thing to actually prove True. that you can do yeah. it when it's when it's hard yes. right so the the essence of that two week period yeah. was seeing like how fast are these people learning okay. how much effort are they putting into learning yeah. how well are they supporting themselves mm-hmm. um and then there are also some other like foundational skills yeah. just like um how will they read and okay. comprehend yeah. and then problem solve sense. and mm-hmm. apply what they're learning to mm-hmm. new situations that makes sense. like oh, things like that okay um so from andela what happened if i let me just dive right into how the idea of eden life came to be yeah so can you give us what happened between andela and then eden life oh great so um like i said when i when i came uh to lagos this is my first time experiencing yeah. lagos right mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> it was it was it was the best it was the best to be honest because like okay. I got to really experience Lagos. Mm-hmm. So I I came here I was living in Bariga. Oh, that is Lagos. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's yes. Where, that's where I was like I I I came from Toronto to Bariga. Yeah. Right. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, fortunately he was already here. Okay. So like I I was staying at his place. Yeah. So both of us stayed there. Yeah. And um a friend was kind enough to to lend us office space okay. in Ikoyi. Okay. So we had to commute from Bariga to Ikoyi. Ikoyi. Yeah. Um of course we had to use public transport. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have didn't have yeah. a car and um Uber did not exist then. then there was no uh, Uber yeah. here yet. Yeah. So I got to experience Lagos fully like <laughs> literally on my on my third day I was in a keke going from because like my, my routine was taking the bus from Bariga yeah. to Yaba then the bus from Yaba to Balende okay. then a keke from Balende to the office yes 
my third day here, I was I was in I was in the KK and some jeep drove by and just flashed what I. Oh my no! And I was like, ah, correct. That's typical Lagos experience. My onboarding is completely. There's hardly anyone that hasn't experienced that in Lagos. Exactly. That's that's like the ritual to fully become a Lagosian. Oh, that is crazy. That's crazy. So, um, like fast forward like seven months. Um, yeah. Into into what we are building, we realized that actually a lot of a lot of the engineers had crazy commute times. Yeah. And they and they were also like there were just so many inefficiencies in their lives, taking time, taking energy from them, and we wanted these people to like grow very very fast to become the best engineers possible. So we, we decided that you know what we're just gonna create a bubble around them. So we we built a campus, provided them housing, provided them catered food every day, we provided them um, other like home care services okay. sometimes we even curate entertainment as well really um and why were we doing this just so that they would have more time and mental energy to focus on being True. world-class engineers yeah. right yeah and guess what like the next year we expanded um from lagos to nairobi the following year we expanded to kampala wow. then we, we we opened up um in accra and uh in in uh, Egypt as yeah, well. So but every time that we did this, we yeah. had to create that semblance of a bubble. Mm. And that was when it really hit me that actually, Africa does have the largest underserved consumer population in the world. Mm. Like you have like over 300 million people yeah. who could afford to just, to live well, but accessing these things, these basic things yes. that uh, other countries already have. It's just yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. And we have already, we have all the technology. We've already mm-hmm. adopted all the, all the new technology. In some cases, we've, we have leapfrogged um, the rest of the world. Yeah. But for some reason, when it comes to our everyday life, yeah. there's still like a big gap. Mm-hmm. And it's not because there are not people to provide these products and services. Yeah. There are millions of small businesses that are trying to serve high quality consumers, but yeah. just don't have the tools Mm-hmm. and infrastructure to do it and do it well and yeah. grow with them mm-hmm. so everybody's everybody's losing yeah. everybody's living a subpar quality of life, life here yeah that was the thing that was the thing that um that drove us to start eden life okay. um so myself prosper Sim, all three of us worked together okay. and, and we will rant about these things like, <laughs> like you know like anytime two or three nigerians yeah. come to the same yeah. place we must rant exactly about like <laughs> yeah and way, then please. we just decided that you know what yeah, we can keep ranting or, or we can actively do something yeah, about it. So that's how we started Eden Life. Life. Our purpose is to, we say, is to 10x the quality of life. Yeah. But that's just like engineers speak for saying that we want to make life 10 times better. Better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time when you were already going into Eden Life, were you still at Andela? Yeah. Okay, how were you managing... Oh, let me let me understand what the work condition was like for you. Well, actually, Working I condition. never um I never did both of them at the same time. Okay. Um, but as at the time when um uh, we were thinking about it and talking about it, yeah. I was still there. Um, but I'm actually one of my strengths. I used to think of it as a weakness before, okay. but now now I consider yeah. it to be a strength. One of my strengths is is the ability to focus. Mm. I actually don't know how to do two things at, at once. At the same time, yeah. Yeah. So the moment the moment I decided that um I was I was gonna do this, yeah. um, I had a very intimate conversation with yeah. my co-founders. Yeah. 
and Angela. And uh, it was sad, but mm-hmm. they were all extremely, extremely supportive. Yeah. And um, we, we worked at an arrangement where yeah. I had a few months okay. to finish everything that I was doing, yeah. hand it over to the right people. Mm-hmm. And um, April 2019 was yeah. when... Eden Life kicked up yeah. uh, fully. Exactly. How did you come about the name Eden Life? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sion Prosper and I were were looking for a name, right? Okay, yeah. And we're like, yeah, like what what name is synonymous to mm-hmm. um, so the kind of life you want to create? Ex- exactly. Yeah. And this was the <laughs> Eden was the only thing was the only thing that yeah. that came, it, and it was like it was the let's say it was the first or second suggestion that came yeah. up. And every other thing just sucked in <laughs> in, in comparison. Yeah. And at first, we didn't want to choose Eden because we were like, "Yeah, is there a religious connotation here so, to yeah. it?" Mm-hmm. And and then we're just like, you know what? At the end of the day, like we do, we have to move yeah, exactly, forward, right? Yeah. So we just we just pick that name, and and it turns out it's a great name. It is actually it is a fantastic name, and is is one that everyone is looking to identify with now at this at this at this time. Um, okay, so. Eden Life, the the goal for Eden Life was already clear, right? So, but how did you guys know how to approach it? Like the 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 actual steps to take to actualize this 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 mm. goal. Where did you guys start from? Very good question. Um, it wasn't always straightforward. Okay. Because when you're tackling something. I describe the kind of problem we are we're tackling as a wicked problem. <laughs> <laughs> because like oh boo. <laughs> because when when you're tackling something like quality of life, there's so many things, there's so many things yeah. inside there. Mm-hmm. There's so many moving pieces. Yeah, because at first we're like, yeah, wanted how are people living every day? Yeah. It touches it touches the home. Mm-hmm. It touches when you leave the home. Yeah. It touches the roads. It yeah. touches the power situation. Mm-hmm. It touches everything, everything in yeah. life, right? Everything and the so touches. Being the crazy people that we were, we said, you know what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go just build a new Lagos. Mm. But not in Lagos. <laughs> outside Lagos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. So we did a bunch of research to go build like um a new paradigm for how cities should be, okay. should be designed. Like actual physical infrastructure. Yes, like physical wow. everything. And and the idea was that we would have we would have the physical infrastructure yeah. and we would also have the digital infrastructure. Okay. And the digital infrastructure will make it really, really easy to mm-hmm. interact with that city and True. get everything you need yeah. at your at your fingertips, yeah. right? But guess what? Like newsflash. <laughs> it's gonna cost like it's gonna cost like something to the to the tune of eighty million dollars. Welcome to, to reality. To build like yes. to build a six thousand person prototype yeah. for this thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we were like, okay, back to the drawing board. Like if we're if, if we're going to start with the softer side, yeah. like the soft infrastructure mm-hmm. side, digital side, what was that going to look like? Yeah. Um and what that looks like is is simply one app where you have all the products and services that you need. Indeed. You can access it from there and you can trust that it's going yeah. to be at the right quality. You can mm-hmm. trust that it's going to show up on time. You yeah. can trust that you will get what you paid for exactly, and yeah. you'll be happy for it. And that is the that's currently the yeah. part of the journey that we are mm-hmm. on. So today. you've you've indirectly given us a scope into where Eden Life is going to. <laughs> so that first attempt or the first um, part you guys were taking is still in the works. Well, I mean, um, 
the division is, is still there. Yeah. It's still there, right? Because for for us to proudly say that, yeah, like quality of life yeah. is great mm-hmm. and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have to be able to access the products and services that we need um at our fingertips. Yeah. But in addition to that, some of those things would have to be around how we conduct our our day-to-day yeah. lives. And okay. Is is very very difficult to have great quality of life yeah. when you don't even have fresh air to breathe. Honestly, <laughs> it is very true. You it know? is very true. So I I I, I strongly so the believe, environment has to be very much controlled. Yes, I strongly I, I strongly believe that yeah. um sometime in the future, Eden Life is going to find its way back into like doing some things mm-hmm. that are the core infrastructure yeah. of how we live our day to day. Honestly, because I mean. My own view of um, tackling like structural problems, like power, for example, mm-hmm. um, road. Mm-hmm. I feel like without the government's intervention, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to solve those problems. One hundred percent, exactly. So I wouldn't want to dive into how you guys want to approach it now, so that you don't <laughs> share. <laughs> but I just feel like for Nigeria to become what we want it to be, the mm-hmm. government has to play an active role even if they don't want to do it on their own but working together with startups like yours yes. actually to to, yes. to bring that vision they are, to they are so key they yeah. are so key and like it's it's why it's it's why it's why across board like i would always encourage um startups and builders to yeah. look for ways to engage the government with the government mm-hmm. right like you might not might not really like like their policies is, right yeah, now. now but maybe maybe sometimes the policies they create are not the best ones because yeah. we are not engaging with them exactly. and influencing they don't those know what you guys want right? yes mm-hmm. yes so we we'll definitely have to collaborate all right so you found out that going physical wasn't going to work okay so let's go software <laughs> right <laughs> and it then, wasn't that it wasn't going to work it's just that at, the, at that point in yeah. time our financial muscle exactly no that's that's, that, that's that's exactly what i meant by it wasn't going to work 80 million dollars okay for um, a prototype. honestly for a prototype oh, um i was going to ask that yeah you were obviously the chief engineer on the project yeah like how long did it take you to build like the first working working version of um the Eden Life app? Oh, actually, um, the first working version of Eden Life yeah. had nothing to do with software. Really? Yeah, it was wow. all it was ev- spreadsheet. Ev- yeah, it was it was all spreadsheets, wow. WhatsApp, yeah, and like human beings um mm. doing stuff. And um, this is where my my co-founders actually like. They have done magic, mm. um, Sim and Prosper. Yeah. Because from moving from that system of just proving that, okay, like, let me backtrack a bit because okay. when we when we started al- along this um, path of building the, the platform, yeah. we wanted to build something that would actually eliminate the need for people to spend effort and time mm. on these like services. Yeah, yeah. So we picked we picked um, products and services that were recurring, and the goal was if we if we could structure it in such a way where people pay for the month, yeah, and these services would just happen automatically. So mm-hmm. like food, everybody yeah. eats every day. Yeah, it's yeah. possible for people to get food delivered every day at a particular time, mm. and you know that it's going to come within that time window, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Everybody cleans their homes at least once a week. It's possible to get people to like have a 
plan where on a particular day, a particular time, someone shows up and cleans their home. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with dry cleaning. Yeah. Um, every two weeks, somebody's gonna come mm-hmm. and like pick up your clothes mm-hmm. and then dry clean them, deliver them yeah. forty eight hours. Yeah. So. After we created all all that structure on paper and we started executing it, yeah. then um, Simon Prosper looked at that and said, "Like, all right, like we're gonna build, we're gonna build the software that is going to orchestrate yeah. all of these things." Mm-hmm. So, um, essentially, built like two major things. One of them we we never talk about outside, okay. Um, but I guess these days we can start talking about it here and there. It's right. called um, this platform is called Lighthouse, okay, and it is the brain behind all our operations. Mm-hmm. So it has all the information about yeah. customers, where mm-hmm. they live, yeah. what they want, mm-hmm. their preferences. Mm-hmm. It has all the service providers, who yes. they are, where they came from, what mm-hmm. they do, what their strengths yeah. are, what their ratings are. Mm-hmm. It has all of that stuff. And then when, when a customer says, I want to receive this particular service, yeah. they, they choose the schedule they want it on. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want like two meals delivered every day from Monday to Friday. Yeah. Lighthouse just takes that information mm-hmm. and goes and just like creates that schedule um, assigns each of the jobs to, yeah. the, to the respective providers, wow. sends reminders like prior to to the to the service yeah. delivery to both provider mm-hmm. and customer, and mm-hmm. then like make sure it happens on it's the actual day of delivery. That is very very seamless. <laughs> I was going to ask how you went about getting the service providers. Did you guys actually go out like to canvas for these guys? Yeah, and then also like it's a two part question. Sorry, um, how do you how did you go to how did you go about um quality assurance mm, very very good right yeah. so w- we've been on quite the journey yeah on that because in what we're doing right the technology is great and all mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the end product and service that the customer wants yes. to receive is the is actually the, yeah. the king right important, yeah. so at first yeah we went out with canvas we started working with um with third-party providers and then reliability was a big problem for us mm. it's a big problem yeah so well, like I said, well, what we're trying to do was this thing that was like scheduled so people could not spend time and energy mm-hmm. on these mm-hmm. on these things, yeah. right? But imagine working with a partner who's supposed to, let's say, like make jollof <laughs> for hundred people yeah. this week, like yeah. twenty on Monday to and like to mm-hmm. Friday, right? Yes, and they know that's supposed to be ready by eight a.m. Yeah. Because it needs to get to the, exactly, to the customer to the by customer, ten or yeah. eleven, and you get there at eight, and this person hasn't shown up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or 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 they're there, but yeah. then like you get there, and the the jollof is not the same one as the one you did. Oh my is goodness! That is a really big concern. So um, consistency and, yeah. and quality was a problem. Reliability yeah. was also was also a problem, and um, that's when we realized that hey, actually, you know what? We could just say you um, all these providers are bad people. Just say yeah, they're they're bad people. They're yeah. they're untrustworthy. They don't know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. unreliable. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not working with them. Yeah, that would have been very easy to do, but we we looked deeper mm. and we tried to understand like why what was causing them to be this unreliable yeah yeah that was when we really started to see that okay actually first of all we don't even understand this problem yeah. as well as we think we do hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. Because like it is one thing to be able to just build a tech platform yeah. to make things happen. It's another thing to really understand what yes, what the are groundwork. Exactly. Yes, like if someone is is going to deliver services yes. or products, mm-hmm. what will enable them to deliver excellence? Yeah. And so, we decided to to start our own food operation. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So we did that. Um, uh, we, 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 <laughs> because I, I I would like to think that none of you could actually like cook cook. <laughs> so I'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how you guys went about that. So you like hired a chef or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that. We okay. we went. We we assembled a team of chefs. We got. Um, okay, wait. While all this was happening, mm-hmm. how how were you going about funding all of all this? Uh, so we we had we had some investors. Okay, so this was very the investment came quite early. Yeah, so this part of the story yes. now I'm talking about is like let's say post COVID. Yes. Oh. So we we had existed for about a year and a half okay. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just in the middle of yeah. um going out to to raise our seed round yes. of funding okay. actually. Okay. And we decided to do this. Then we hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. We've been on this path for the last like year and a half. Wow. And it's been incredible. Yeah. Because now, I mean, we we have a world class Kitchen. Um, yeah, food, yeah, we call it food production facility because okay. we don't. We, when we say kitchen, people think it's small. It's small, right? <laughs> right. Hey, somewhere good. <laughs> it is where uh, God, please. <laughs> but uh, we do. We do have. We Make have, me serve <laughs> the thing big. As in, waiting the apple for years. Like kitchen. It's okay. Oh, we have. We have. We have this food production yeah. facility, um, and we now understand what it actually takes. Mm. To do this thing well yeah. and to do it at scale, yeah. we have built. Remember that that software lighthouse mm-hmm. I was talking about. Mm-hmm. We've we, we've built software to make our food um, production operations very very efficient. Yeah. Everything ranging from how we design the menu and wow. uh, create recipes yes. to how we calculate nutritional information. Mm-hmm. Wow! To the the day to day, like what do we do two days before production, yes. one day before production, six hours before, even on the day of oh production, all the milestones, right? Oh like, my goodness! Everything is built in. Um, we know what it takes to have like the best quality yeah. facility that would mm-hmm. enable like safety at the highest levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are we are just at the point where we are ready. We're okay. ready to now go back. Yeah. To support third parties mm-hmm. again. And like going back to support third parties is now going to mean giving them all of these things. Yeah. And saying, hey, like, when we work with you, mm-hmm. we're going to take you from, like, the, the business that is maybe making, like, 20 deliveries yeah. a day yeah. to making 500 deliveries a day mm-hmm. without dropping quality because wow. we have all the tools to enable yes. us to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what you've just explained because I think it was last two weeks. I was watching a video on Business Insider's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm where the i don't know the um the airline company actually the airline rather that's i've forgotten the name but they they went through their whole food production process it was as strict as so when you said what we do two days before a day before six i was just like ruminating on what i watched (laughs) and i'm like that must have been what you guys are running has to be a very very strict routine very very strict wow Honestly, I can't. Okay. 
Maybe one of these days we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it tour. I would. Come, I would love to. I would. On, I would love to see that. <laughs> like honestly, if we can even do it this week, I don't mind. Actually, if yeah. you're if you're a customer of ours yes. and like you've subscribed um, two yeah. months in a row, yeah. we would invite you. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I've been exposed. <laughs> I've been exposed. God, what is going on? What is going on here? <laughs> oh my goodness! What is is? I'm happy. I'm happy with where the conversation is going because I've not had to ask the questions. We've just sort of like been flowing mm. into them seamlessly. Yeah. And but one thing I, I was one one question that we have not or one thing we've not actually looked at is what the competition is like for Eden Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is the current um, landscape for you, your, your, your competitive landscape? Yeah, um, very good. So we think, we think about our, our competition different ways. Yeah. Our biggest competition yeah. is the status quo mm. of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, ranging from I need something, so I'm going to like ask my friend who's going to ask their friend who's going to ask their friend and they recommend somebody (laughs) to do like something Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if it's specific, uh, if it's specifically around home care, it is the maids Mm -hmm. and the house helps, which is tough, right? Because like the, um, this informal way of doing things is super, super inefficient. Yeah. And there's no trust. Like mm-hmm. you actually don't know. Like if, even if your friend of a friend of a friend recommends yeah. someone, you really do not know Person. what you're gonna get, mm-hmm. right? And there's no there's no public reputation systems. Yeah. So yeah. let's say let's say I am let, let's use mechanic. Okay. I'm, I'm a mechanic, yes. right? Yeah. And like I come to fix your car. Mm-hmm. You don't know if I just messed up the last, last person. <laughs> Love you to go and get like a review or something. Like yes, that. of your past work. Yeah, so that's that's what's sort of like broken with the with mm. the informal sector, and it's yeah. so it's so fragmented. You can't easily find who who you need and yeah. who you trust. You know, I actually know a company mm-hmm. that is working actively to fix this. Amazing. Yeah, we should please connect us. <laughs> we definitely need to work together. Yeah. And uh, so beyond beyond that part of the the status quo. Yeah. They are, they are now companies who are also tackling like different, mm-hmm. different parts of this problem. Yeah. So, when it comes to things like food, food delivery, yeah. we already know the Jumia Foods. Exactly. We, yeah. We know, the Eats, yeah. We, we know all of all of those guys. Um, but like, if you're really trying to eat healthy, mm-hmm. you, pro- you probably don't want to be hooked on those platforms, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're just getting food from like random exactly, restaurants yeah. who sign up. Yeah. These platforms do not offer any sort of support no. to these to these businesses yeah. to help them produce better mm-hmm. food or to help them like it's just that's true. Come buy your Connects fried chicken. You, exactly to them and that's <laughs> right. all. Yeah. Um so those are the those are the competition. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile for for Eden Life, yeah. um we are looking to eliminate that problem of, yeah. of the fragmentation and introducing okay. trust and quality mm-hmm. into the system. Mm-hmm. And when we when we go back to start supporting yeah. third party yeah. merchants again, mm-hmm. our goal is to genuinely support them to mm-hmm. produce like the best stuff, yeah. to produce quality stuff, Amazing. so that everybody's lives can be exactly can be better. better. Um, I know that with Nigeria, prices mm-hmm. in the markets can just go up and down, up and down. In fact, no, not down. When it goes up, it does, <laughs> it, does, it never comes there. down. Exactly, it never <laughs> comes down. That is Nigeria. So, and food is a very essential part of living, right? Mm-hmm. You have to eat every day. So how do you guys work around the consistent fluctuation in prices of food stuff? 
and then work out a way to make a profit from all of these um, inconsistencies? If I had the full answer to this question you're asking... <laughs> <laughs> if I, uh, it's, me, it's me and Dangote that yes. will uh, be, be, be talking now actually it's a wicked problem yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy <laughs> and um, yeah so unfortunately there are no easy answers yeah. to I this can, one I understand. Um, we just look for ways to gain efficiency mm. right whether it is going closer and closer and closer to the source yeah um, buying things in bulk okay. as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we create a semblance of, of stability. But like in the long run, it still catches up. It still catches up with you because the prices keeps of going, just yeah. keep going up, right? Yeah. So. Mm, that's as well. Um, speaking of accessing or going closer and closer to the source, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Price Parley. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, are you guys doing business with Price Parley? Yes. Not surprised, <laughs> honestly. I'm not surprised. We've actually had um, uh, Luther on the show here. Yeah, so nice, guy. exactly. Nice to see that uh, you guys are working together. Um, and then, yeah, as we wind down, right? What is one thing you enjoy the most about running a company? Wow, my team, hmm. the people. Okay, the people, because like. Everybody, everybody's coming with with their own lives, with yeah. their own backgrounds, yeah. their own stories, yeah. and it's just this like magical convergence of opinions and expertise and yeah. talent and fam. Yeah. It is the one thing that motivates me a Every lot, day, right? Because um, I really want to win with my teammates. Yeah. I yeah, I, I want us to succeed together and celebrate that success. Yeah that success together. I've learned so much Mm. from just like, just for the fact that someone is from a different place and they grew up in a different place. (laughs) I've I've learned so much. Yes. Um, Just for the fact that someone's hobbies are a different thing. I've Mm -hmm. learned so many things from like, wow, I can't imagine. It's it's just incredible. So one of the things I enjoy the most about, um, about building is the fact that we have, this vision that has attracted so many different kinds of people mm. to one place exactly. and all these people are committed and they're bringing their full it's selves wild, yeah. uh, to work. It's, yeah. it's magic. Okay. So you said that your team is the most fun part of actually running Eden Life. Mm. And um, it's leading me to my next question. What is, what is it like managing people? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Sorry, before you, I was going to say for older people, that have a younger workforce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that power dynamic, the fact that when I'm your boss, and then traditionally, the way um, um, respect comes from age difference. Mm-hmm. So you cannot just be doing anyhow. <laughs> now, exactly. So, but now, if you have a workforce that is a lot closer to you, like the same age, age, age range, how does that play out for you? Have you been able to, be able to uh, manage it? Um, hmm. I think, um, I mean, it's pretty good, pretty great, actually. So even like outside, outside of those like biases that yeah. come with, that come with age mm-hmm. or like difference in background yeah. and stuff like that, I think to lead and manage people effectively, yeah. th- there's some things that just have to be in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is clarity of purpose everybody needs to needs to know 
Yes. Why are we here? Yeah. And inside that, why are we here as a company? It's also why am I am here? I here? Yeah. And it is my responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that every team member has clarity on those two things. Mm-hmm. They, they know why we exist as a company. Yeah. And they know why they are also um, on, on the journey with us. Exactly. Um, after that, it is now about um, mastery. Mm. Mastery being, um, they have to be good yeah. at performing that, why am I here? Yeah. And there has to be a path for them to keep getting better, better. at it, mm-hmm. right? In a way that gives them fulfillment. Wow. So one of my responsibilities is making sure that like the work that people are doing yeah is meaningful. Yeah. It's meaningful towards the goals of the company mm-hmm. and it's also meaningful for their own growth as, yeah. a, as a professional. Um, and then the last the last bit is um, is autonomy. Like, nobody wants somebody else looking over their shoulder. Exactly, yeah. Nobody wants, eh, nobody wants anyone <laughs> telling them, ah, if you're not in the office by eight, yes. you know, like, yes. no, one, no, one, no one wants that. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when you have good people yeah. on your team, um, who understand why they're there yeah. and why the company exists and they mm-hmm. connect with that purpose and they, they have the competence to execute. Yeah. Actually don't need to micromanage. Mm. Actually don't need to micromanage. Yeah. You might need to provide support when, okay. when needed, but beyond that. And I think any, any place that has those three things, yes. um, the purpose, mastery and autonomy yeah. set in place is mostly going to be. Yo, I, to I picked, I picked something very unique from what you said. So to, Make your work as a leader easier. A lot has to go into the recruitment process. Yes. Yeah. So you don't want to go and bring a troublemaker <laughs> into your team. You will suffer as a leader. <laughs> but I suppose there's a lot of factors that can influence someone coming into an actual an organization. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things or different leaders look at different qualities in mm-hmm. people when hiring. So I suppose that is a lot, uh, a lot more subjective. But all in all, you have to gauge the person in accordance to what you can tolerate and how I match both of your characters to see if I can actually work mm-hmm. with this person. So the recruitment process is very, very important in how you work as a leader. And then finally, or not finally, actually, there's <laughs> one other question I want to ask you. Uh, but what are some of the mistakes that you've made uh, so far? I mean, way back from... Uh, when you were in uh, Canada, the EdTech, and down till now, that you think it is important for aspiring founders to know about these things and then mm. avoid them? Ah, man, I've made plenty of mistakes. <laughs> i made plenty of mistakes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but mistakes are great because then, like, you learn, right? Right, and, yeah. Like, hopefully you don't make the same mistakes exactly. twice. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> essence of this, right? <laughs> um, yeah. um, let me see. So... One that forever, this one will forever stay with me because yeah. um, I was pretty, I was pretty hurt emotionally by it. Okay. Mm. Was, um, th- this happened while I was at Andela. We, okay. we, have, we have been building for about like three to four years at the time. Yeah. And um, I had a very, very good team. Mm. Very, very good team. Yeah. But I started neglecting them. Mm. And I didn't know that I was neglecting them. Neglecting them in I, I was what ne- sense? Neglecting them in the sense that my interactions with them was became only about work. Mm. And like, 
work never stops, yeah. right? It, it never stops. There's, yeah. there's always going to be more stuff to build. There'll be mm-hmm. more more challenges to overcome. Yes. And more and more, I just like index towards that as opposed to earlier on in the relationship, yeah. I would like care about like the personal well-being. Yes. I'll pay attention to where they were trying to get their careers to, to, uh-huh. to go to and also like try to make the work more aligned yeah. to those things. But at some point, I mm. stopped caring. I was just like, wow. yeah, these people are my people. Yes. They're going to follow me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then eventually, eventually people are like, yo, like actually, um, I want, I want my career to go in this, mm. in this direction. direction. Um, and there was a period where within like three months, I lost like half of my team. Oh my. Because they all went to do what they wanted they all went to, do. to do other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was, and I was surprised mm. and it's, it's not a bad thing for mm-hmm. people to leave a team to go yeah. like pursue yeah. whatever it is they want to pursue. But I wish I had known. Yeah. I wish I had been more intentional yeah. and I wish, um, like if I knew those things, I would have supported them better. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I could have been part of exactly. them being on their, their, journey, yeah. on their journey. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Like it's very easy to get complacent. It's just, it's like all relationships. It's, yeah. it's very easy to get, to get complacent mm-hmm. and forget that. Like, actually the people that you're working with, if this is the work life, yeah, this is like their personal life, life. and aspirations. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's your job as a leader to make sure these things intersect in a healthy way. Mm. Yeah. So moving forward, like yeah. I'm always trying to pay more attention, attention to, to, to all those other yes. things that are not necessarily work related, but mm-hmm. also influence. Okay. Amazing. Um, it's been a wonderful time, honestly. <laughs> um, I would have asked you this one question, but I'm like, this might actually drag on. So I want to release you. Um, it's been amazing having you on the show, really Nadia, to share your experience. Um, Eden Life. I don't use Eden Life because I'm not in Lagos. Yeah, I live in Ogun State. Good for you. <laughs> so that's why I don't use like food disclaimer. <laughs> so that it should not be that, that I'm one of those people that I'm watching from from the distance and I'm not actually interacting with the product. And then I'll bring you on here to come and share your experience. Uh-uh. It's fucked up now. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. It's calm. Yeah, it's been amazing having you share your experience. And I'm definitely looking forward to that tour. Sure. Um, I'll be honored to actually look at what you guys are doing down there. Because um, although I've been observing from a distance here, yeah, I've seen the great work that you guys have been doing and I've been seeing reviews online of the amazing work Eden Life is doing. And that's why we actually brought you on here to share what that process has been like for you guys. Thank you. Um, yeah. And um, it's been amazing having you on the show. And that's been it on this week's episode of the Made in Africa podcast. Join us next week as we interview yet another amazing founder like Nadaya who will share their experience with us and hopefully will also learn 18 or two from them. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media um, and also tune in to wherever you listen to your podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify. I'm your host again, Kimeshi Samuel and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. That's all on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Made in Africa podcast on the Jamit app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your questions and or comments are appreciated. I'm your host, Kimishi Samo, and you've been listening to the Made in Africa podcast.